Welcome to the Bible Storytime Podcast, a production of St. Patrick Catholic Community in Scottsdale, Arizona. We believe in sharing the stories of the Bible with the next generation. By telling our shared family stories, we may learn better how God wishes to work in our lives. This project brings together adult and teen lectors from our community, staff, and clergy to tell these exciting and dramatic stories. These stories come from the Read Aloud book of Bible stories written by Amy Steedman, published by Sophia Institute Press. Join us for the whole series. And now, today's episode. The Finding of Moses, read by Kay Van Dyke. Many long years had passed since the days when Joseph's brothers and their families had settled in the land of Egypt. They were a great nation in numbers now, but the Egyptians still ruled over them and used them as servants. The Pharaoh who had been so kind to the shepherds from Canaan, was dead long ago, and the new kings, or pharaohs as they were called, hated foreigners and began to treat the Israelites very harshly. There were too many of them, they said. It was dangerous to have so many strong, powerful slaves. They must be kept down and made to work from morning until night and must be beaten if they did not work fast enough. That was very hard for the poor people, but worse was to come. An order was issued one day that spread sorrow through all the land of Goshen, where the Israelites lived. Every baby boy who was born was to be thrown into the river. Girl babies might be allowed to live, for they would be useful as slaves. But boys might grow up to fight for their country, and so they must be destroyed. In one little house, not far from the great river Nile, a woman sat holding her tiny baby in her arms while tears ran down her cheeks. He was such a beautiful baby, so strong and fair and healthy. But the king's order was that he was to be thrown into the river where the cruel, hungry crocodiles were waiting to snap up everything they could find for a meal. Josabed, the poor mother, held her baby closer in her arms. No, she could not obey the king's order. She would try to hide the baby for a little while, at any rate. It was easy to hide a baby while he was still tiny and slept most of the day. But when he grew bigger, it was much more difficult. His sister Miriam did her best to help her mother. But any day now that baby was three months old, he might be discovered and something must be done at once. So Josephette thought of a plan and prayed to God that he would help her to carry it out. At the edge of the river, there grew tall bulrushes, which when cut down, and dried could be made into many useful things. Taking some of these bulrushes, she wove them into a little cradle with a cover to it, 
just like a little ark. And this she covered with a kind of pitch so that not a drop of water could come through. Inside the cradle, she made a soft bed and laid the baby there while he was fast asleep and set the ark afloat in the water where the bulrushes were growing. She knew that presently the great princess, Pharaoh's daughter, would come down to bathe in the river and would notice the strange little ark floating there. Very soon the royal procession came winding down from the palace toward the river as the princess in her gorgeous robes made her way to bathe in the pool of the lotus flowers. But at the edge of the river, she stopped. What was that among the bulrushes? It was no lotus flower, but a strange looking covered basket. And she ordered her maidens to bring it to her. The little ark was lifted out of the water and carried to the princess. There was surely something alive inside and the princess was full of curiosity as she leaned down and lifted the cover to look in. Then she started back in amazement. The dearest little baby she had ever seen lay there all rosy and fresh after his sleep, gazing up at her with wide open eyes. The maidens crowded around and the sight of all those strange faces was more than the baby could bear. He puckered up his face and began to cry. The princess loved babies and she had none of her own. That little wailing cry went to her heart. She guessed at once that this was one of the Hebrew babies who had been ordered to be destroyed. And she made up her mind that this beautiful boy should at least be saved. All this time, Miriam had been watching from her hiding place close by. And with anxious, beating heart, she came forward now. Could she help the princess, she asked? Should she run and find some Hebrew woman who might look after the baby? Perhaps the princess guessed that the baby's mother would not be far off, and she must have smiled a little when a nurse was so quickly found. But she took no notice of that. Take this child away, she said when Josebed stood humbly before her, and nurse him for me and I will give thee thy wages. It was merely as a nurse that the mother was hired. The great princess meant to adopt the baby as her own, but he was safe, and Josebed's heart was full of gratitude to God as she took her little son into her arms again. As long as he needed a nurse, the baby was left to be looked after by his mother in the little house by the riverside. The princess called him Moses, which means drawn out, because he had been drawn out of the water, and she had made up her mind that as soon as he was old enough, he should come to live with her at the palace and be brought up as a prince. He would be treated just as if he were really her son, but his poor mother had him for those first precious years while he was still a little boy. And she did not waste one minute of that time in her training of him. She taught him about God and told him all the wonderful stories about his own country so that he should never forget that he belonged to God's people, even when he should become a prince in the Egyptian palace. 
Just as a gardener sows seeds in a garden that afterward grow into beautiful flowers, so she sowed the seeds of truth in the heart of her little son, which long afterward were to blossom out and bear such wonderful fruit. Then, when Moses was old enough to do without a nurse, she took him to the palace and brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Bible Storytime Podcast. Join us next time as we journey through the Old and New Testaments of the Bible using the Read Aloud Book of Bible Stories written by Amy Steedman and published by Sophia Institute Press. This has been a production of St. Patrick Catholic Community engineered by Chad Carpenter, with original music by Peyton Bagshaw. It is our gift to help you strengthen your journey as a Christian disciple in mission. Chad Carpenter, with original music by Peyton Bagshaw. It is our gift to help you strengthen your journey as a Christian disciple in mission.